Hey, this is Dave Pryor from ProjectLantern.com. I'm here at the third annual LESS conference in New York City, Lower East Side, which is very fitting. And Boss Voda is here. They just for... miss an S in the Lower East yes, Side. Yes, well, they'll add one there. Yeah. Maybe they can iterate and they can add one. Lower, Lower East Side, side. So let's start out with this, this space. So this is the third conference, and you mentioned before we started recording that you try to pick a historical venue. Yeah. And this place is amazing. So I'm going to try to take some pictures to post, but what's the deal with the space and the historical thing? And it started off with the first LESS conference okay. in, uh, in Amsterdam. We actually really didn't want to do any, any conferences, but... Some people in the community felt really strong that they wanted to do a conference. Mm -hmm. And um, we said, okay. And then, uh, or actually they said, okay, because the first conference was com completely community organized. Okay. And, uh, but we did want to do conferences different. We didn't want a conference like a conference. Okay. Uh, so we want to experiment with stuff at the conference. Okay. Um, so one of the uh, experiments was to have what we call a team-based conference. Okay. So how is that different than a regular? So in the, if you join a less conference, uh, usually there's some opening, an opening keynote, and then there's a self-designing team workshop, okay. which everyone joins. Everyone is put into teams. All teams have a location and a name. Okay. And uh, you get back to your team during the conference all the time. So there's what we call team reflection oh, slots. Oh, wow. Okay. So after every session, there's 30 minutes, which you have to go to your team. You'll, within your team, you share what, what sessions you, you joined, what you learned, and okay. have a discussion with your team about that. How big are the teams? Um, now they're uh, around 10. Okay. Yeah. Um, Previously, they were smaller. Okay. It's to do with the tables being bigger. Here. Yeah, there are big tables <laughs> upstairs. And, uh, and and then day two, they have an hour work time. Okay. In which they need to make a shared conference, something that represents a shared conference experience. Okay. Like a presentation or a game or something. Or whatever. Okay, whatever so, they want to produce. Yeah, and last time we had a bunch of games. Uh, we do because after that they have what we call a, a conference review based on sprint review okay and it's following the review bazaar pattern okay uh, so everyone will share with everyone else in bazaar marketplace like science fair like it's uh, like a event. super agile conference which yes. is different i mean like i was at uh, one a couple of weeks ago where you just sat and got fed and then you leave correct and this is not that at all? No. Okay. So, and then, uh, uh, so last year to, to get some ideas of the output of the teams. Yeah. Last year we did that and uh, we just jokingly turned it into a competition. Okay. And uh, we had you know, some... Stack ranking of the teams? Not stack ranking, <laughs> just, just one winner. And uh, we had some you know, games, okay. some maps, some quizzes. And the uh, winner last year was uh, a less karaoke. Wow. Okay. Where they had made a song, and whenever you joined, you had to sing along on the oh song. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a very interactive, like, engaging way to get... Because these, these people from all over the planet, right? Yeah. 
And this is your one event, one chance a year to get together with them and get to know them. And you want to build that community too, right? Yes. Okay. So then the historical, the, so the venue here uh, for us is kind of part of the immediate message that this okay. is not. Not your normal This conference. is not a hotel conference. And we're in a, so. it used to be a synagogue, is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I'm not, okay. I'm not quite sure what Beautiful it is. Space. It, is uh, it should be one of the believe one of the first synagogues in New York or so. Wow, so okay. Don't don't know the exact history. but well, That's very cool. And so, so how many people are here this year? Now it's, this year's the, uh, uh, actually so far the smallest one because we're here in the US. Okay. Which is a so where, different okay. topic. Where are the bulk of the less, like where is it, is it the bulk of the trainers or where is the biggest adoption globally of less? It, it's mostly a, a huge activity in Europe and some okay. in Asia, uh, specifically Germany and, um, and Holland. Okay. Uh, especially now since, uh, and you are to join that, I think it is in the <laughs> afternoon, yes. there will be the experience report of less huge adoption in B BMW autonomous driving vehicles. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, uh, uh, they... BMW publicly said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then they told all their suppliers, basically, if you want to wow. be a supplier, then that's awesome. You'll need to know what less is about. And okay. you know, that that uh, it was already a growing market, uh, but that, of course, exploded it from one day yeah. to the other day immediately. Cool. So for folks that are not super familiar with it, you just mentioned less huge. Can you explain the differences between smaller version and huge version? Yeah, the used version is bigger than the smaller version. <laughs> no, huge is for uh, eight plus teams. Okay. So usually it's uh, around 50. So you can okay. less huge have what, what we call areas. Uh, areas tend to be uh, maximum eight teams. Okay. And so then kind of the shortcut for counting is, is blocks of 50. Okay. So then as soon as your product has more than 50 people, yeah. not 50 teams, but you 50 people, then you yeah. might consider moving to huge and then okay. you add a little bit of additional structure around the, the one product owner and the product backlog to okay. keep everything manageable. So how does that, I mean, if, if, if I'm in a traditional organization that has program level view, portfolio level view, coming out of like that PMO kind of mindset, yeah. um, what kind of structural changes? I mean, I've, I've had all these conversations recently with people about the environment, the business environment. And yeah. you have to modify that to be able to support agility. Yes. What are some specific things that would have to change for a traditional organization to be able to do less? Well, most of the things that you just described would go away. Okay. Um, so one of the uh, important parts of less is to uh, have um, yeah, feature teams, so cross-component teams focused on end customer-centric feature rather than mapping it to the architecture. Okay. Uh, another element of less to, to link it back to your question is to have a product focus. Okay. Uh, and that means that projects and programs tend to go away, go away okay. as not necessarily in the company, but at least in the product development. Okay. And so if you have a, an, uh, say I, I worked for a long time on base station, it was a case study about that also. 
Um, you have the building of the product. Mm -hmm. The building of the product is product development. But then if you would need to release it to a customer, right. in, in case of base stations, it means physically installing a box. Yeah. That might still be projects. Okay. But you get the, the projects and programs out of the development. So does that mean that they might have some traditional, like a waterfall type approach still going on in the organization? Well, not waterfall because it wouldn't be development. It would be... But, but if it's marketing or PR or any of the other aspects of the stuff that has to go on? Yes. Okay. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to equate, in this case, waterfall and project management with each other. Oh. In development, they often equal, Ooh, okay. but outside development, they are not necessarily equal. Okay. Can you talk more about I'm curious about this. Uh, Waterfall suggests uh, sequential phases of stuff. Right. Uh, specifically, because it comes out of product development, the right. analysis, design, etc. Okay. If you just plan for shipping and base station, installing it in, an, in a customer, right. clearly... You can't iteratively install it in a customer Correct. because it's just one piece of hardware. Right. There will be a whole bunch of planning and activities that you'll need to do. Okay. And um, one way you could choose to do that is just use traditional project management techniques. Okay. So I did a gig one time where we were rebuilding um, an app for an employment agency. They ran the whole business, but they also had to, once it was built, which we used Scrum to do that, have it deployed globally into a couple thousand franchises. And they had to put new boxes in there and get everything set up. And that you could run in a more traditional approach if, if that was necessary. Yeah, but okay. it depends mostly on whether you are, like especially the more you move towards uh, uh, cloud-based deployments and things yeah. like that, this was the more, the yeah, the, the more those things become unnecessary. Yeah. But to, yeah, take take the same example of a base station again. Yeah. It is just clearly a project. It yeah. has a start, it has an end, it has a scope. The scope is not going to change. Okay. You won't deliver a new version. Right. It stops when it ends. Yeah. So those things okay. are projects and you could use traditional project management techniques with those. Okay. But when you move towards less, those are kind of removed. Right. So you build the product the using less. But the deployment, if it's something that's fairly static or repeatable, then you could okay. Yeah, but to add to that, right. basically repeat what I said, um, because of the technology changes, those kind of things kind of are shrinking too. and going away. Okay. So if I don't have a PMO, what about... So the portfolio level tends to go away ask. too. Okay, so this is where I was going to go because if management still wants to be able to have some level of awareness of what's going on and they're used to the old stuff which we know we're not going to give them, how do you create transparency or visibility for them into the product development as it's happening? So the... Uh, let, let me first... And you can, uh, if my questions are bad, you can just smack me in the head and tell me that question sucks. And can I, can you I can smack you in the, the head anyway? You can smack me in the head anyway. But just, if you want to restate the question. The question is pretty good, but smacking okay. me in the head sounds yeah, like that's a totally good fun. invite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Thank you. Um, let, let me first talk a bit about portfolio because okay. there's, the, the problem with portfolio management is that it's, 
it, it often the, the meaning of it is often unclear. Okay. So sometimes we to to clarify that mess of terms. Right. We sometimes divide it in product portfolios or okay. project portfolios. Okay. And product portfolio would be roughly what strategic business do we want to be in? Okay. So very high level. Um, most organizations wouldn't have huge, if any, portfolios. Okay. And there's no layer or processes in organizations that I've seen uh, that you would use for them. Okay. But like no. as an example, if I'm BMW, I want to be in autonomous driving. I want to develop that capability. Correct. Okay. But because those are so strategic, big initiatives, yeah. it's, you know, you get together with probably senior management every quarter or so. Sure. You'll look at the strategic in initiatives, the products, the market, etc. You make a decision. There's not a lot of things Okay. to do about that also. And then you would come up with the products that you want to develop? Not necessarily, because that, that part is not covered in less and not in any formalized, standardized process okay. as far as I know. Okay. Uh, but what is mostly referred to as... Still good? It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So what is mostly referred to as project portfolio management is what we yeah. refer to as project portfolio management. It's okay. basically what projects, programs are we going to have? What initiatives are we going to invest in? Okay. Now in less, because we tend to uh, have much broader product definitions, uh, therefore almost all of those fit within the same product. Okay. Uh, most companies end up with not a lot of products. Yeah. So most banks end up with less than five sometimes even one product for the entire company. Okay. Um, and because you manage one product with the product backlog, yeah. the visibility towards management becomes the product backlog. Okay. Okay. So they're looking at that and they're going to see how the stuff's going to develop and hopefully be involved in reviews and things like that, at watching it as it grows. Yeah. So the if you have a really huge adoption, then the, the uh, product backlog contains you know, your roadmap and initiatives, etc. Okay. Uh, and then it's bro broken down in uh, areas. Okay. And the areas are the, the things that teams uh, work off. So how are they going to be able to tell at the roadmap level what kind of progress is being made? The same as in normal scrum. Okay. So there's, I mean, I guess what I was saying, there's not a... Because, I mean, Scrum by itself isn't going to define how roadmap, you're going to have visibility at that level, right? Because that would be out of the bounds of Scrum, wouldn't it? A well, strategic roadmap. Be, but Scrum is defined mostly on a one team level. And if you okay. have a large product, then the same visibility that Scrum provides on a product backlog would be on that higher level then. So, okay. yes, Scrum does do that. Okay. All right. All it's right. just like the meaning of a product backlog in a one-team scrum. Yeah. If you have a 500-person uh, product, right. the, the meaning of that product backlog should still create the same transparency. Okay. It will just be uh, on a higher level. Okay. So when you are um, 
I'm again going back to the idea that maybe there's some folks that are going to listen to this that aren't super familiar with it. Like I had somebody yesterday submit a question for a podcast I did um, with my Kottmeyer. Could you comment on scaling using safe or less or dad? And that was the whole question, which makes me think they don't really maybe understand what these things are or mm -hmm. the difference between these things. How do you explain like less? Like what's the pitch for less? Uh, what's the pitch or how do you explain? If I'm, if I'm in a company that has some teams running yeah, and I feel like I need to scale this across my enterprise and I'm trying to decide, here's some options. What is it about less that makes it unique or different or special or better suited for whatever I want to do? How, how many how many hours did well, you have today? Let me, let me kind of go. Why <laughs> let, let me let me give one on because because some of the things yeah. that, some of the scaling options out there they've, they've done, and I'm not saying that you guys haven't, but they've done uh, a remarkable job of promoting certain things. Yes. And you guys tend to be a little bit more soft spoken. You let the work kind of speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And you've got big clients like BMW, mm -hmm. right? If if somebody's looking at you know I don't know which one to pick. Yeah. What? Well, one less? one of the uh, uh, big differences uh, is a couple of things. Okay. First, the less the core, the the rules, the frameworks itself. Right. Try to stay true to Scrum in the minimalistic sense. Mm -hmm. uh, we do not want to answer every question because we believe within a framework, organizations will need to figure out certain you know, how they are going to solve certain things. Yeah. And you can't just copy those practices everywhere. Right. And two, um, less is not really a framework or process. And Craig used to, or still, I guess, uh, refers to less as an organizational design. Okay. So less, it less talks, I guess, more about how your organization is structured okay. than about how you do sprints and things like that, because most of that is the same as in Scrum. And that goes back to the environment needing to be there to be able to support this kind of work. The, you, you need to understand deeply what your problems are in your organization and have enough authority to make the changes that are needed uh, within less if you want to do that. Okay, I want to I want to highlight this because what no, you just said, me... I just this is really important. You just said you need to understand what the problems are. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people come at this like, no, just give me the box of stuff, and. And it'll solve any problems that I see or don't see. Yeah, but those people will will be Struggling usually no not interested in less because okay. they would get three pages of text and they would go like, <laughs> "This cannot possibly solve my problems." Right. Whereas, but, but that's it's it's speaking to a, a client base that's going to have or want to have um, maybe a more enlightened understanding of what's going on in their organization and where things are broken and what things need to be turned and fixed. Right. Sorry, could you repeat it? Yeah, somebody in a company that is more invested in discovering or learning about what's what's broken in our organization. Yeah. What do we need to fix? They yes. they want and that discovery and, and that less, awareness. Less came out of just understanding dynamics of organizations, causes of problems, and okay. then it created a, a simple structure that 
in our experience and, and uh, opinion, goes to the root of uh, a significant amount of problems that are similar in organizations, not necessarily the same. Okay. Uh, and therefore, you do need to understand the problems really, really well. Yeah. And a lot of the tools in LESS are about not fixing things, but understanding things. Okay. Like the systems thinking, systems dynamic, etc. Okay. And then, so I, I had two points so far. Third point, um, often in the, org, in the community, people like to say that LESS is actually an organizational descaling framework, okay. not a scaling framework. All right. Can you because explain that? it tries to simplify, like I just explained related to programs and portfolios. Yeah. It tries to simplify how organizations work. Okay. Because the, if you wish, the fundamental belief is that flexibility comes out of flexibility. Agility, if you right. wish, comes out of simplicity. Okay. You need to have a simple organization because simpler organizations are able to maximize value delivery and okay. be agile or flexible. But what prevents large organizations from agility is, right. if you wish, self-inflicted complexity. And therefore yeah. adopting, is, adopting less is often removing structure, roles, processes out of organizations, okay. finding simpler ways to achieve the same goals. Okay creating simpler organizations that have then more transparency and lead to more flexibility. Okay. So I want to say something, and, and if and if you can hit me in the head or if you don't like the question, I can cut this out. But can I hit you in the head? You anyway? can still hit me in the head anyway. Thank you. Um, one approach to scaling, I see that as coming up with lots of answers to questions. They won't have an answer for every question. Yeah. They keep adopting new things to yeah. answer more questions. Yeah. Whereas your approach is, okay, you may have those questions, but let's make it simpler since you understand what the actual problem is rather than just tacking another thing on there to give you an answer you might or might well, not. Well, one way we sometimes describe it, it's kind of the same as you just did, okay. is that, uh, and I'll try to refrain from calling other Sorry, Yeah, I'm trying to be very so, diplomatic about yeah. how I asked the question. <laughs> so most so-called scaling frameworks, right. they basically look at what an organization does now yeah. And they ask the question, how can we do that in an agile way? Okay. And they end up sprinkling agile terms yeah. over their existing organization. Right. We need to do agile program management, agile portfolio management, right. agile project management, agile budgeting. And they usually agile don't even understand training. what agile means when they say that. And unless one of the things, because we have this focus on not true understanding of problems okay. and on simplification. So therefore, we first want to ask the question, the things that the organization does now, yeah. why are we doing that anyway? Okay. What's the problem that we try to solve adopting those things within our organization? Okay. And then after that, we can say, okay, can we solve that same problem, okay. but then in a simpler, flexible, agile way. Okay. Um, and, that, and that's got to be difficult for a lot of people to get, I would think, for a lot of companies to, to get their heads around the idea of just making things simpler to understand and simpler to look at than just making them more complex because they're used to making them more complex. Yes, and that's why you don't hear necessarily <laughs> a lot about 
marketing unless because we are not going to ever promise that it will fix your problems and things okay. like that because yeah that doesn't make any sense we don't know all the problems okay well, that's cool it's a very i mean I, I hadn't really thought about it from the philosophical perspective of that but that's a really cool thing about it um so what else is going on with the organization I mean, you guys are growing you got bmw things are picking up still right yeah so the the uh it's mostly the trainer community okay so in that sense less is structured similar as as uh, you know, Scrum and Scrum Alliance and Scrum Org. Well, not, I want to differ with because you have to do this stuff. Yeah, it's structured in a similar way as in um, the main focus is not on, there's no one organization that, you know, so BMW, for example, is not a client of the less organization, right. but there's a you know, network community of coaches and trainers that uh, regularly share with each other that work with yeah. those companies. And if you're, if you're listening, one of the things about becoming a trainer or coach is you not only have to have experience doing this stuff, which most of the whatever agile flavor they want that, but you've got, you've got to submit. A thorough case study. Yeah. Not an one page I came like in. Like I said, spent six months on a Three team. weeks right. success. Yeah. Uh, no. Yes, we, we want trainers and coaches to train and coach okay. out of experience. We want them to be able to say, you know, in this context, I was there, these were the things that I did, because okay. that is just way more powerful than you know, repeating yeah. standard material, not or you're really copying helping. all the stuff other people yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, the trainer network is growing. The community is, um, fun yeah it's a lot of like the first less conference they uh, uh, started creating coach camps and, okay. and lots of meetups around the world so it's very organic a lot of sharing um, transparency urge for true learning within the uh, within the group okay and I we really expect that to continue cool so if somebody's listening to this and they want to find out like, let's say I'm listening to it and, and they want to learn more about it. They can obviously go to less.works. Yep. So I'll include a link to that. But if they want to find somebody who can come in and talk to them about what is this stuff, how does it work, how would it fit in our organization, they want to find a consultant or somebody coaches or trains this stuff, how do they find them? Because you and Craig have a limited amount of time and you're yes. opposite parts of the planet. So. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's Most places have local communities, so okay. that would be good to first look at okay uh if you truly can't find any community or or things like that you can just um, drop a mail to support at less works okay and then we'll find usually someone. forward that to the uh, trainer and coaches community uh, and ask who's interested in 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 doing that okay so it's probably the easiest okay so you've got less and less huge right is there any other things that you guys are exploring or working on in terms of extending it? Or, or, or is the mission really focused on just optimizing? <laughs> no, if we things? would be extending it, I think we would fail miserably. Okay. Because the purpose is to look for the essential core, okay. right? to go back to the true start of agile development, the phrase barely sufficient uh, was frequently used. So it's like a minimalist. 
Where one thing you're adding more and more and more stuff, the other one just keep it at the core. Keep Absolutely. The core so therefore, if we would improve it, from my perspective, it would happen by removing things from it that okay. are not essential, uh, and then you know around that, one of the things that we do within the less community is we. Uh, we're very experiment focused, which is also you know, why the less conference is yeah. what it is now. And we try to share knowledge okay. uh, as experiments where they are typically formed in, you know, I, I was in this particular context. I tried out this thing. It had this effect. It's not a best practice, but if you have a similar context, you this might Okay. think about trying that also. And so that's going to be very community driven as well. It's not just you and Craig kind of like saying, now this is the new thing we're adding. No, that, that started off with, with the um, uh, first two scaling books, which are just catalogs of experiments that we, okay. we did at that time. And, uh, but now we gradually get more and more of that uh, within the community. And uh, we don't have a, a a, a good additional way of capturing that in a form that is easily accessible yet. I think okay. there will just be more case studies. Most case studies nowadays, they have the experiments in it. So there will be more case studies. And they can um, see that on the website. Right? Those, are, those are on the website. Okay, cool. And um, maybe more books, articles coming okay. up, lots of people writing stuff about it. But okay. It's not a, uh, except for the case studies, not an, central place where we're capturing but the main so the main hub for information is going to be less.works yes okay what if they want to get in touch with you uh they can drop an email and sometimes i'll reply <laughs> okay what's your email it's basv at odd-e.com all right cool dude thanks for doing this and good luck with the conference yes when will be the next interview yes <laughs> cool is that okay yeah